0: on everyone. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. This is Caesar and the Wise Guy Podcast episode 18. My name is Caesar,
1: And this is the wise guy over here, eh, ayo.
0: Yeah, time to talk about the 2020 NBA draft. Our thoughts on that as well as the NBA free agency. Who left? Who stayed? Who got extensions as we continue to keep you updated? And in the NFL, quarterback Taysom Hill just got his first NFL start for the Saints. Is he the real deal? Everyone's wondering. Mm. Also, should Tua have been banned for Fitzpatrick in the fourth quarter during the Dolphins loss to the Broncos we'll get into the unfortunate ending result for a Packers player out there and finally we'll preview some week 12 games in NFL we'll get into Robinson Cano's PED suspension in baseball and <laughs> last but not least Iron Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. this weekend we yeah. can't wait for that if you guys haven't subscribed to our podcast you can do so on all major platforms including apple spotify amazon email us to caesar at caesar and and now it's time to get on with the show
1: yeah, let's get on with the show. I'm so happy to be back. I know Caesar's happy to be back. I hope all our followers are doing really great out there. We have an entire arsenal of sports buzz for you since we've been gone. It's only been a couple of weeks. So much has happened, and we'd like to hit you with a bunch of everything. Let's start with some and one NBA, starting with the 2020 NBA draft results. As we know, Timberwolves had the first round pick. They could have traded out. They decided not to. Draft Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards, just play it safe. I don't think he was the highest potential or the best player probably in the draft, but he was definitely the safest pick. Warriors drafted big man James Wiseman. James Wiseman. <laughs> and Hornets took LaMelo Ball at number three. But those were the top three. But we want to talk about really the winners and a couple of losers right. in this draft. Who do you think were really some of the biggest winners in this yeah, draft
0: Yeah, Let's definitely get into that. As everyone knows, LaMelo Ball went to the Charlotte Hornets as owner Michael Jordan's team. And we knew he couldn't really make a mistake on this one. He had the opportunity to pick him at number three. He was available. The Timberwolves didn't snag him. The Warriors didn't snag. I'm kind of hoping the Warriors snag them. To do what happened with Clay Thompson, but we'll get into that a little later on the show. Man, it's going to be an interesting connection. Definitely different looks here for the fans are going to really get into this. I agree. Just coming into
1: a smaller market, I think he can connect with Gordon Hayward, who they just signed in free agency, and we'll oh, yeah, get into right. that. But he's a six-seven guard. He can immediately bring star power, and that's what the Hornets needed. It'll really do something for that organization. But I think personally, one of the biggest winners was the Sacramento Kings. They had the steal of the draft and they drafted Iowa State guard, my favorite, Tyrese Halliburton at number 12. I can't believe he
0: went that Yeah, he wasn't even a top 10 pick. Can you believe that? That's incredible. I, I, I can't. I think he was worth a
1: top five pick. He was sitting there at number 12 and this franchise made a splash and just went out and grabbed the best point guard with his... seven foot wingspan who can defend who can shoot the three they went out there and grabbed Tyrese Halliburton what I don't really understand is they grabbed him unnecessarily because they went out and gave a max extension to De'Aaron Fox and he was available at number eight for the Knicks and the Knicks needed him desperately to build around
0: yeah I really thought they were going to snag him at number eight and maybe put it into my head that Tyrese Halliburton was going in with the Knicks I heard Stephen A. talking about previously. And even you, I mean, here's... A, I want to play a clip of you talking about Tyrese back. I think it was episode five. Here we go. So
1: listen, if anybody from the Knicks organization is listening out there, take Tyrese Halliburton in the first round. <laughs> forget ball, forget Anthony and them, Halliburton. And if you don't believe me, go to SI.com. There's a great scouting report on him. Halliburton is who we want. Haliburton. Halliburton. <laughs>
0: Hey, and that's what I heard. All the, ever since that episode, I heard is Tyrese and yeah. going to the Knicks, yeah. and it did not happen. <laughs> Crazy. I
1: love it, man. I sounded great. Who do I sound like? Is that Stephen A. Smith or Max Kellerman over there, man? <laughs> who is that boy? <laughs> of course, the Knicks organization did not listen to me. They went out and grabbed Obi Toppin, who was just like a lot of other
0: draft. Obi Toppin's out there.
1: <laughs> it, it, another, just like all the other OB Toppins out there. That was exactly my comment to you and another friend of ours on draft night. Right? I called it. I knew we were gonna draft Obi Toppin at number eight. Not saying that he is not a talent. Not saying that he is not a good fit for Madison Square Garden. He's a native to New York. He can come in and play right away. He's a hard worker. He's a highlight reel. But so is a lot of other players. So what he can do? Okay, it's not what we need. We need somebody to come in and really lead our team. We needed a point guard for sure. We needed Tyrese Halliburton. I'm still upset over it. Oh, yeah, I we got a, The Knicks got Emmanuel quickly as well at 25 after a trade. But there were a couple of losers in this draft as well. I'm not lying. The Bulls had a pick at number four. Do you remember the name of the player who they picked at number four, Caesar.
0: I heard of the name Patrick and I heard of the name Williams, but I don't know about Patrick Williams. Have you heard of him?
1: Do you know who Patrick Williams is? No, honestly, just I, I, you I really that. don't. Honestly, Do you I know? Don't. The, the, the Bulls pick Patrick Williams at number four. Do you know who he is in, in college basketball? Do you know who uh, he is? I,
0: I have no I have actually has still haven't seen the highlight to be honest. He has with you.
1: loads of upside. Do you know who he is? No. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> And neither does anybody in Chicago because the Bulls draft is somebody named Patrick Williams and nobody in the nation knows of this boy. But apparently he has loads of upside. There were tons of players with actual franchise altering potential, like
0: possible.
1: And they picked Patrick Williams.
0: Eight spots I give ahead them of them. Yeah, eight spots ahead of Tyrese Halliburton. Eight spots ahead.
1: I, I give them a big fat. In this draft. <laughs> Another big F I give in this draft is the Houston Rockets. I used to watch this player when I was a little bit younger, not like real, real young, but a little younger. I mean, I'm in my 40s right now, even though I don't sound like it. I, I sound good for my age. <laughs> you know. Okay. But I used to watch this player called Kmart, Kenyon Martin. This was a devastating power forward. I hope you remember him when he was playing on the Nuggets. But he has a son, OK, who is not at nowhere as near as good as his father. And the Houston Rockets had only one draft pick and they drafted his son based on his name. You don't draft based on a name.
0: It's like emotion based. I don't get it. I'm sure they had done some homework, but it's more of a cross your fingers type right. of hope. Positive pick, though, and number two pick overall, the Golden State Warriors, my Warriors, get James Wiseman, a seven-footer. He's a big, but he's got dribble. He can move. He can shoot. He has a high ceiling for improvement. He was coached up by Penny Hardaway as well. This guy, you you just never know. They can Mm -hmm. land I don't think he
1: has all-star potential. I think he's more of a Clint Capella type of a player. I I don't think he's going to live up to the hype, but I do think he is a Clint Capella type of player, which is a Mm -hmm. very solid player. Player, And if he has all-stars around him, he will be a very
0: solid piece to your puzzle. And for a second, I didn't think he was going to go to the Warriors. But I don't think
1: he's an all-star.
0: Yeah, I got it. I didn't really think he was going to go to the Warriors due to what happened literally before the draft hours. Clay Thompson, everyone heard he got his torn Achilles. People wondered if whether or not James Wiseman will be selected or would the Warriors pick LaMelo Ball just out of the reaction. But of course, they had Wiseman in the bag. So we'll see how it works out.
1: I want to talk about one more winner that was a late round steal. And they picked it at number 20, who was another player that was coached by Penny Hardaway, just like James Wiseman. Precious Achua, the Miami Heat, for a team that just reached the NBA Finals. This was a great, great pickup at power forward. Precious Achua is going to play next to Bam Adebayo.
0: Yeah, for sure. They're going to be dangerous next year, as we saw. There's been a lot happening with free
1: agency, re-signing, people getting max extensions. I want to start with De'Aaron Fox from the Sacramento Kings. He got an undeservably max extension. I just want to say that. And now we can talk about the Boston Celtics' Jason Tatum. He agreed to a max rookie extension worth up to $195 million. So look at the difference right there. Do you think De'Aaron Fox is anywhere close to the type of player as Jason Tatum?
0: I don't think he's taken him to that level yet, no. OK,
1: they all got max extensions. Look, <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Right. So they're all getting between 163 and 200 million. And De'Aaron Fox got the same money like Donovan Mitchell and Tatum are getting.
0: Yeah, he's doing things in the playoffs and Fox hasn't taken that level. I mean, of course, he's not going to have a type of impact as a LeBron James where he can change. An and so is complex Donovan Mitchell the taking the Jazz to the playoffs right. in the West. So Fox has a lot to live up to as far as his money. Time to do something about that. Do you think now he's that going he has so why give
1: him the extension? Why give him the extension yeah. before he delivers? Would you do that?
0: <laughs> Who else sure. has
1: been signed in free agency?
0: Free agency, yeah. The Lakers signed Mark Casal, they end yeah. up trading JaVale McGee to the Cavaliers, and it happens right, even you, though you he's get- a fossil. <laughs> He's a fossil and you get a ring. The Lakers win that championship to get a trophy and it's going to attract a lot of people. I think be even these. bigger
1: than that, Montrez Harrell signed. He was sixth man of the year last season. I think even more than that, Dennis Schroeder signed and Wesley Matthews. Do you see what they're doing? They're adding talent to their already devastating roster.
0: With Anthony Davis and LeBron, that's unfair to be honest Anthony with you. Anthony
1: Davis hasn't even signed yet. Right. But they're giving him all the more reason to sign. Right. Of course. And making it easier for LeBron to win six championships. He only has four. He's going to win another two easily. And it's making it easier for the transition. LeBron's 36 years old to hand the baton off to Anthony Davis. This transition is just becoming so easy. They're not staying stagnant. They didn't get worse. They're just getting better. It's like building a house. Once you buy the house, you're building up your house. You're building up the value. All they
0: have to do now is just build some landscape
1: this year. They have to just cut the bushes, make it look pretty.
0: Yeah, and teams in the West, Western Conference, they're trying to catch up. I mean, of course, it's free agency. People are adding as many players as they possibly could. The Golden State Warriors, they acquired Kelly Oubre from Oklahoma City, got him in exchange for a conditional 2021 first round draft pick and second round draft pick. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how this uh, ends up panning out for the Golden State Warriors, but man. You're talking about could've...
1: Oubre replacing Klay Thompson.
0: Yeah, well, nothing can replace Klay Thompson. I kind of wanted to get into that. as like, what's going to happen with the Warriors now because you can't replace a guy who can score 37 points in one single quarter. I mean, Seize.
1: nothing can replace Clay
0: Thompson. Nothing. No, I agree. I agree with this that. this
1: is 60 and a half lockdown. Clay Thompson <laughs> Kelly Oubre is I
0: <laughs> right. right. I mean, and people are already saying that the season's already over or they're not going to win another ring once Clay Thompson went down. I but certainly
1: don't. Sh- I certainly don't have them in the playoff picture really anymore.
0: Well, they have to at least I mean, make a six, seven, eight seed. Come on. Let's be realistic. They're not going to make I, the I am playoffs. being
1: realistic. I am just for being one realistic.
0: guy. Yeah, if you Even told me Steph Curry gone down for Achilles, then yeah, I would agree with you. But it's Clay Thompson. No,
1: I think Clay Thompson is more valuable than Seth
0: Curry. Well, okay, his defense is better. Steph his Curry. defense is better. I agree with that.
1: Not only it's not only his defense. His he'll give you sixty a half as well. I think Clay Thompson is more valuable than Steph Curry. Wow,
0: wow. y'all heard that? Clay yes. Thompson is more valuable than Steph Curry. Said by Mike yep. a.k.a a wise guy, Mike, the wise guy. Steph Curry has
1: never been asked to carry the entire load himself. Ever,
0: all right, look, if you look the numbers, and he's who's not, who's- and he's not built for
1: it, and neither are his ankles. He is not built to carry the entire load.
0: Okay, that'll be debatable. We can get into that on the other episode.
1: Followers, send in your thoughts. Anyway, I don't believe Ubre is either an answer. I think he's more of a backup answer for Clay Thompson. I feel bad that now he has to go through two rehabs because he'll never be the same type of player. Never
0: say never. He doesn't stop his shooting ability. That's all I say. I do see now the. Phoenix
1: Suns coming up and becoming more of a devastating team they look just as good as on paper as they do on the floor especially now that they acquired Chris Paul to go with Booker in that backcourt and that's going to be a devastating backcourt now that young squad has leadership wow that's going to be an exciting team to watch
0: yeah Booker and CP3 they're going to unite the Western Conference is going to be something to watch Moving
1: on, talking about Gordon Hayward a little bit earlier, he's headed to Charlotte to play with LaMelo Ball, and he's getting a contract worth $120 million confirmed. Why wouldn't you at 30 years old? You're a veteran swingman. I mean, this is big money.
0: Uh, they're going to fill up arenas, La- LaMelo Ball and Hayward. It was Michael Jordan, you know, behind the curtains the whole time. I'm pretty sure there was some type of communication.
1: Well, yep. again, we'll have to see what happens. The East is weak, so... We're going to continue to keep you updated. Let's get into some football right now. A Few things that we want to just talk about before we do some predictions. Taysom Hill got his first
0: start. Yeah, for the New Orleans Saints. I mean, he's been there what fourth I wasn't year. A
1: I wasn't really surprised. It wasn't about winning or losing. I wasn't really surprised. I mean, I know it's about system football and all that good stuff. I'm going to tell it to you like this. I'm going to just say this. I know he got 50 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. And I know he threw for pass yards and he threw to Michael Thomas for nine receptions and over a hundred yards and just as many receptions as Drew Brees threw to him all season.
0: (laughs) I can't believe that. I mean, Michael Thomas just set the reception record last year and all of a sudden Drew reason and him haven't really connected. Granted, Michael Thomas has been hurt a lot this year, but still,
1: I'm going to say it to you like this. The only reason he had such a good game in everybody's eyes that watched is because of the Saints' offensive line. And it's not even... I mean, we know the Falcons are bad and we know the yeah, Yeah, Saints. I thought you
0: were going to say the Falcons' defense is that's the reason why he had a good no, game or we know
1: the No, we know the Falcons are bad and the Falcons even have bad defense and the Saints have good defense and put pressure and had three sacks and all that stuff. Everything factored in. But the biggest reason is... The the Saints offensive line. That's what let him have a great game.
0: Right. And that's why they're still undefeated the last two years. I think Terry Bridgewater went 5-0 and when Breeze was out. And now here we go again. It shows they're a pretty solid team. And Sean Payton loves this guy. I mean, he signed Hill back in 2017. He was a 27-year-old rookie out of BYU. He taught them the system. They did a lot of wildcat. It's weird because no one really knew if Taysom Hill was going to be a passer because all he did is ever come in. He had, I think he only had like 20 completions in his NFL career. But I do kind of agree with you. Right now, Hill hasn't really Proven anything. I think if you put him against a stout defense, I mean I'd like to see what happens. I mean, what do you think about him facing a stout defense?
1: I think a stout defense would demolish him. I don't want to see it.
0: Oh, you don't want to see it?
1: No, I, I think I, I want to see I want to see him. I think I had
0: my taste some hill. I, I think right, I had my the, taste some hill fail. Wouldn't you be curious <laughs> you know, to I see that? How...
1: I don't want to see him against the Rams or I don't want to see him against the Bucks defense. I don't want to see you him, don't him against see the Bears he... defensive line. No, I don't want to see him getting eaten alive. Look at what just happened okay. to Joe Burrow. Some
0: people real... want to see that. I'm just saying simply saying some people want to see quarterbacks struggle against a good defense kind of like what Lamar Jackson had to deal with finally facing a no I defense. don't wish one.
1: injury upon anybody so I don't want to see him getting eaten alive well
0: we're not we're not talking about injury I'm just saying struggling for the most part but anyways yeah well that's what would I think would
1: happen if he faced okay. a real defense somebody who's the size of a munchkin going out he's there.
0: no he's 6'2 man he's strong he can handle it he's taking some big blows have you seen the game he's the one that's doing some hitting too he's running in there in the end zone Hey, he can handle it, man.
1: I don't have faith in him, okay. but... Anyway, do you think Tua should have been benched for Fitzpatrick in the fourth quarter? I honestly think he should have. I agree that it was a coaching decision. Even the greats are benched at times. So let him learn now.
0: Uh, no, I disagree. You let him in there. I mean, it's NFL. I mean, it's kind of old school kind of thinking, but it almost feels like it was like an analytic decision or if it's a coach's decision. So here's what happened Tua. He was struggling. He was sacked five, six times. I was losing count. Analytic? He wasn't having
1: something like like well, that you go with your gut man well Come here's on. the thing that's a he, gut decision
0: look, he wasn't having a good, good game started the fourth quarter he got sacked he wasn't driving they wanted to make a comeback instead of letting him just finish out the game head coach makes his decision brings in Ryan Fitzpatrick for the most part so thinking that Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to be the guy making the comeback and it didn't happen if Tua can't escape the defense or I don't know why they were struggling against the freaking Broncos but they did I mean the Broncos were looking just like the Dolphins were looking just for the last three weeks. But I really don't think you take a player out. You leave him in there. Let him learn the ropes. Let him struggle. Because what you do is you put that in his brain, right? The next time he has a game where he's struggling for first two quarters, three quarters, he's going to have that in the back of his mind. Okay, maybe they're going to take me out. Maybe in the third, maybe the fourth. Let him have or develop that mentality that he's in it from the first to the fourth. And he's going to find his way out, whether he goes out slinging or makes that dramatic comeback. Just let him figure it out. I don't understand.
1: I disagree. If the coach needs to light a little fire under his keister, I mean, come on, you light a fire under his butt and that's the end of it. So how's that lighting a fire taking him out? No, because your veteran quarterback comes in. He has some connections with either it's your wide receivers or your tight ends or your running back, whoever it may be. Maybe he has a winning drive. Maybe you go out winning the game and you show your starting quarterback. You need to take more accountability. This is how you learn. You learn the hard way. Sometimes it's better that you learn too when you're younger, especially your rookie year, your sophomore year.
0: I get, I get what you're saying. but it kind of reminds me of like, you know, grounding a kid, you know, watching too much TV, just take yeah, the remote, I, unplug the TV and say, you don't get yeah, no more of this.
1: Exactly. I think but it's that's, so much that's, better that for it to happen when it's a learning process than when you're like an old adult and it's embarrassing. That's yeah, when it's no good. When the coach does it at that point, that's embarrassing.
0: Part of me, He's still, I, I know, I get what you're saying there. Still, part of me is still curious to see what he would have done, say, with three minutes left in the game. He probably would have still get smacked around, get sacked two more times. But still, I mean, let's see what, as far as endurance is a big factor in football. If you can go full, I mean, he's proven that he can go four quarters. I'm not saying he hasn't proven endurance, but in that type of game, in that type of atmosphere, his resilience, I was just curious to see what would have developed. That's all I'm saying.
1: Moving on. Packers wide receiver, MVS, Marquise Valdez Scanling. I don't know if you have him on your fantasy team. I don't have him on mine. No. He received death threats after fumbling.
0: That fumble, Uh, yeah, at the end of the game. And I think it was overtime. Yeah. Scanling's
1: costly error on Sunday may not sit well with fantasy fans, but the Green Bay Packers wide receiver says that the line was crossed when he received the death threats.
0: Yeah. At the end, he did say the reason why he tweeted about getting death threats he says he wants to get people to understand that they're humans, too. He also said that we're mm-hmm. not some number on a jersey where people first. I mean, we've heard that. Absolutely. Saying before. So I'm kind of curious to see. I mean, I'm not saying, hey, provide the actual transcripts of the death threats. I'm going to go ahead and assume that he was referring to like Twitter bots, something like they're saying something crazy like, well, you belong in this and that. And he maybe misidentified that as a death threat. If he actually did get a death threats, I would have to apologize for what I just said, because maybe he did actually get a real one, but it just seems like he was just overreacting off of Twitter, wanted to get that sympathy card from everybody. So, and I think he kind of realized that just a day later.
1: At least I didn't have him on my fantasy team. So I'm happy that none of that drama came my way. I want to get into some previews already. That's enough news (laughs) for this past Sunday. Right. Not not such an exciting Sunday in football for me anyway, Especially especially in my fantasy land. I started Matt Stafford at quarterback in one of my leagues. (laughs) <laughs> just want to let everybody know out there. I still won just because of everybody else. I
0: started. How many but, points did his um, uh, did his team score last? Sunday? Oh my goodness! I got
1: like eleven points. It was horrible. No, but his um, team
0: didn't. His team score like oh what, God, zero. Zero.
1: They got a donut. Oh my God. You wow. got a donut out there. How do
0: you, um, I still don't understand how you get a donut in, in football. You're professional players. But anyways, go, go. To, and you have talk a about veteran
1: some, at quarterback.
0: <laughs> well, let's talk about some Thanksgiving games. What do you got over there, man?
1: NFL week 12. Let's preview some games. Big rivalry, Ravens and Steelers. I'm going to go with the Steelers staying undefeated. The Ravens, they're struggling. They're bumbling. They are not playing well. Lamar Jackson is not the quarterback he was last year.
0: No, because they're figuring him out. They know what his plays are. And that's the thing. And the same thing on his loss to the Titans. He had a chance to avoid settling for the field goal, but they eventually settled for the field goal, took it in overtime. And guess what happened? Derrick Henry, did you see that crazy run at the end at an overtime? He just ran through them, cut, boom, end zone, game over, Ravens lost. So definitely the Titans have the Ravens number. And I don't expect the Ravens to do that to the Steelers, who will become, what, 11 and 0 if they win this one, which is crazy crazy yeah crazy so we agree on that next game Washington
1: football team at the Cowboys this is tough Alex Smith just had his first win Cowboys just had a nice game CD lamb had a beautiful catch in the end zone I'm gonna roll with the boys on this on Thanksgiving day I don't I, wait, wait. I do not like the Cowboys and I'm gonna go with the Cowboys on you're, Thanksgiving
0: you're really picking the Cowboys to beat the team from Washington I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna no, pretend no, like serious. they just
1: have the same color as the yankees
0: you, you're really big. all right man okay granted yes they are playing the four, team formerly known as the Redskins. i want you to be right?
1: quiet right now and i don't want anybody no, to let believe- this happen to me okay if you this pick them against the first
0: I, if you the pick them against time. the jets maybe anyways I got to roll with my former X49er quarterback, Alex Smith, and the team formerly known as the Redskins. I got to go with them to stomp all over. I I don't like the Cowboys. I want them to stomp all over them. That's for sure.
1: (laughs) Chiefs at Bucks. Who do you have? I'm going to let you choose first.
0: All right, I got to roll with the Chiefs on this one. Granted, history and recent history, especially when Tom Brady gets lost, he doesn't never love losing two games in a row. The Buccaneers just lost their most recent game to the Rams. The Rams, they look good, but at the same time, if everyone's saying that the Buccaneers and Tom Brady are this and that, he's MVP, no, he's going downhill. Even if they're hosting the Chiefs, I don't really see the Buccaneers taking a win from Mahomes and company, especially after Mahomes just took care of the Raiders. All
1: right. I'm going to go. Chiefs just had a comeback win against the Raiders. Bucks lost a comeback win against the Rams. I'm going to say Bucks have a chip on their shoulder. Going to go against you and say the Bucks because I don't like that. You right that's now. pretty
0: huge considering you being a Jets fan and Tom Brady being an AFC East for such a long time. You told me so not many about stories that right now how oh, much you right despise now. Tom Brady and you're picking Tom Brady. Okay, I
1: understand. I despise right. I despise picking but you're, the same team but as you're picking you right the, now.
0: the Cowboys and you're picking Tom Brady. Okay,
1: all right. I've been waiting for this. Mike
0: the Wise Guy chose Tom Brady and he chose. <laughs> the cowboys out of all teams anyways let's move on <laughs> 49ers yeah. against the rams
1: i'm definitely going to go with the rams to roll all over the 49ers
0: do you know who the 49ers get back this week they get moster debo samuel and guess wait, who else you've heard of them. wait before you go on Moving on to the next game. Debo Samuel, great court, <laughs> great wide receiver. He's, have you heard of Richard Sherman? He used to play for the uh, Seahawks, and now like, he's with the 49ers. Like 10 years ago. We're getting healthy. And guess what we did to the Rams? We basically stopped Aaron Donald. He couldn't even get close to the quarterback. So we, we got a game plan. You know, the 49ers can figure out another way to stop him for the second time this season. So I'm definitely taking 49ers on this one. Thanks for trying to switch subjects to the next team <laughs> that we're about to discuss, which is no greater than Dolphins, what we we're just talking about uh, Jets. Right. <laughs>
1: And I am going to choose the Jets and two it to get benched again in the fourth.
0: Jets get their first win. Go Jets. Yeah! We didn't get a chance to go over your pick for the Jets beating the Patriots. Remember how you stated that they were going to beat Cam Newton and the Patriots? And they, they, they didn't do that. So, and no, the 0-10 Jets are 0-10 for a reason. I mean, they they really suck so bad. I think the NFL is going to mandate a name change for the organization at the end of the year, though more likely be called the New York 0-16ers or something like that, unless they can prove they can win another game in the NFL. But
1: they're,
0: they won't hate the Dolphins. You're not going to beat the Dolphins.
1: That's very cute. I think we should get off this preview. Sure. I hope all all you followers found this a little funny, a little humorous this time. We tried to throw in a little bit of laughs. Comical times. We're going to move on to baseball now. We haven't done baseball in quite some time. Yeah. New York Mets Robinson Cano is banned for the 2021 season because of PEDs. PEDs happen to be back in baseball.
0: Yeah, man. It's the second time he's been suspended. The first time was with the Mariners. I mean, he's 38 years old. Back when he sure. first got suspended with the Mariners, he missed like 80 games. Tested positive for, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correct, Stazenol, Stazenol, or Stazenol. <laughs> s- snot, snot, how
1: do you say it? You had stenazinol. it stenazinol.
0: right so, so stenozolol. I don't know Stenozolol. We'll just call it stenozolol. Anyway, Stenozolol. My stenozolol. my question is: All right, it's mid it's mid November according to, to Rob
1: Manfred. So we never really know exactly
0: what are you doing? Testing positive for stenozolol? <laughs> Right. When you're supposed to be sitting on your couch, growing a gut, if you want to, watching TV, drinking beer, right? And you're out here testing positive for a PED, right? I just (laughs) don't understand that. And you're, and you're the only guy out of all thousands of MLB players who got suspended 162 games. What does that say about you? And here's the sad part about this. Number one, it's great for all Yankees fans that he never remained a Yankee because something crazy like this would have been happening. And New York would have been happy that I know you New Yorkers think everything's the best just like texas for some reason everything's bigger in new york whatever anyways he has currently i think he's going into the year or his career with 2624 career hits and kiss that goodbye because it's really going to take him three years to hit three thousand hits he's he not gonna quite
1: be, a resume he has like close
0: to hall of fame numbers yeah but he's not going to be a hall of famer especially oh he's I mean, not going to be he's a got hall a of hit famer now. i mean even if he hits three thousand hits well i mean i guess he we'll can hit whatever he wants to he's not
1: going to cooperstown look at All where Barry Bonds is, and he's not going to Cooperstown. So. Hey, Bonds
0: actually has a chance this year, him and Clemens actually. For all those, for everyone listening right now, tune in. Tune into episode five. We actually love this episode. We talk about PEDs. Should PED users be allowed in the Hall of Fame? So Mike the wise guy, nights, go back and forth. I make my vouch for Barry Bonds Listen to be to Hall of Famer. to a past Famer.
1: episode. Let us know what you think.
0: <laughs> but that, but we, we make our case. And you we got make...
1: Robinson Cano for the second time. Using stenosinol. <laughs> anyway, let's get off of baseball. I had enough of that this time of year. Moving on to something I've been. Uh oh. It's about to happen. I could feel it in my bones from head to toe. Iron Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. Wow. It is the fight of the universe. Amazing. I can't believe it.
0: Yeah, it's going to happen, man. It's going to happen at the Staples Center in California uh, November 28th, I think 7 o'clock, pay-per-view, or I guess there's other ways to stream it online. People will figure it out, but yeah, Yeah, a lot of people are going to be watching, man. It's just an eight-round
1: exhibition, but just to see them in the ring is going to be amazing.
0: No, hopefully at the end, both come out healthy. We don't want to see anybody get hurt, damaged, brain damaged at their age. I
1: don't know. They're not going to knock each other out, so based on just purely skill and Mike Tyson being a knockout fighter who would you give it to
0: tactically you know you would think roy jones jr has an advantage as far as dodges big punches away maybe catch him off guard who knows
1: has a longer reach who
0: knows when you ask the boxers they're basically saying they're going to fight like it's a real fight but technically still an exhibition so this is one of those where i really want to see just to see how it turns out it's going to be an exciting fight so i can't wait for that
1: I am. I'm excited to see it. And we'll keep you updated on the turnout of the fight. Hey, this was such an exciting podcast. It was exciting to be back. We missed all our followers. And like I said, we had an arsenal of sports buzz to deliver. We'll keep you updated on the up and coming sports buzz. And thank you for tuning in. Like always, we love all our fans. Stay tuned. Caesar and the Wise Guy podcast.
0: Do not start Matt Stafford in your fantasy have a good one everyone happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving everybody stay safe out there